we got over 50 questions uh, to respond to. And guys, the overwhelming number of questions about sex Baby. You guys want us to talk about that, so we're going to get into it. And then we have other questions about God and communication <laughs> and restoration. And Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. I got a big announcement. Guys, I am... um Great times coming up with family, uh, kids coming home. I'm taking all of December off completely. Yeah. And so this is the last podcast for the year. Hope you guys have a great Christmas. Hope you have a great New Year's. We'll start back up in January. I'm looking forward to a break. And um, and look, there are so many podcasts. Just go catch up on a bunch of them. So anyway, and I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving this week as well. That's Today on the Kindling Fire, I have the most beautiful, wonderful guest I have ever had. She is all that and more. My beautiful wife. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I hope you heard that because that's our daughter listening through the our studio doorway. How's that? I just upgraded our you room. Just, yeah, this if you could only see where we are right now, if only. Too bad. So, so Kathy's been on the show before and this is the first time that that we're not like co-talking to someone. It's just you and me. Yeah. It's like a- Super. <laughs> So. Super excited. What have you been up to? No good. <laughs> Just kidding. I've been up to, I became a health coach, and I love doing that, helping people and on their health journeys, and just being a mom and a wife. How am I doing there? You're doing great. Okay. So, yeah, just having fun. Here's the deal. We got, we got over 50 questions uh, to respond to, and, and guys, the overwhelming number of questions about sex baby, was, was, was clear. You guys want us to talk about that, so we're going to get into it. So why don't we start with the first, first, and then we have other questions about God and communication <laughs> and restoration. and We can bounce trust. around a little, too. Keep so, it interesting. We'll throw some sex ones in there. That's what we're going to do. We're going to weave... Weave the sex ones in there. I want to ask you guys um, about when it comes to sex, because my wife and I have lost the appetite for each other when it comes to sex, and this ends up um, this ends up uh, leading us in the wrong things. And I think that was a guy asking. Okay. So I think the question is. 
It's not asked directly. Another not question. But the question I think is they've lost. Well, they've okay, lo- so when they've lost the appetite for each other. How do you make? How do you cultivate that? How do you keep it? Okay. Well, I. F- what do you think, Troy? Okay, so I do have one. You just totally hit that one back to me. But <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, my. One of the things that I've appreciated about you is that you have always been very uh, self-conscious about trying to look your best. You just have. Uh, at whatever stage you were at, you were never, like, really killing it on the, um, I'm going to live in sweats and, <laughs> and, uh, and what's wrong with your sexual appetite, right? Yeah. You were always trying to look your best at any stage mm-hmm. of, our, of our marriage. And that has always kept me engaged as far as being attractive and continue to be attractive Mm -hmm. now there's yeah so that's i think another thing too is we you have to on some level you're committed to one another so you're saving your appetite for one another yeah good point you're not wasting it you're kind of yeah is that on some level no, that's totally it. Yeah, like, so if if your appetite is otherwise getting satisfied, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. In your marriage, how are you going to build the tension to keep it directed at your marriage? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you. I mean, you got to commit. Even if you're not looking your best, I don't just say, "Well, screw you," you know. Right. I try not to. I try. <laughs> well, or do I? <laughs> I know. Do you? This is too. Well, perfect. might as well. Oh, Lord. I, I do try to, like, I have some, uh, i just be honest, I have a little bit of some behaviors that I know that she thinks are not attractive, and I try to be conscious of not doing those. And it's, they're not bad. They're just, like, little no. things that I have that yeah. you're like, ugh, that is so unattractive. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Okay. What are ways to make marriage less about duty and responsibility and more about being a love affair? Ooh. And shocker, not asked by a lady. Nice. Wants a little love affair. Um, so not about duty. Well, more of a love affair. Well, Troy has done a great job of actually leaving me notes. So for a while there, um, and he'll, he still does it, but for a while there it was every day for, oh, wow. A long time. A long time. I've taken all the sticky notes, and he'd write something nice to me or about me or encourage me or, you know, something he likes about me and leave it somewhere for me, like usually on my mirror or in my closet or hide him before he leaves to go out of town and tell me to go look somewhere. Um, Funny thing, some of those I found before, and it was the most, one was in the most random spot, and I just happened to, like, knock. It was so funny, because I would have never, ever found it, and I found it. He's like, check behind the camper sign. I'm like, I already found it. Anyway, side note. But um, of doing that, we go out, like, that's what we do. We we tease each other. We flirt with each other, I think, is another way. Yeah. Um, I... For for Kathy and I, we have uh, 
a history. I keep Troy guessing. Yeah, I mean, we have a history of having fun, but that fun has a lot been driven by you and your personality and being engaging. And I tend to get very serious and stressed Mm -hmm. and functional. Like, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do with that? And so some of, so just relationally, there might be somebody that's a little more spontaneous or funner in the relationship. Yeah. If If you want spark and moving away from just the sort of drudgery of, you know, just going through the motions of all the work business of marriage, lean on the one that's a little funner. Yeah, or uh, and do it together standpoint. sometimes. Sometimes do it together. Like, just do it together and have make it fun while you're doing it. I mean, we do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we do. Like, I'll throw a soccer ball at Troy while he's mowing the grass, <laughs> you know, just for fun. <laughs> that's true. So uh, uh, let's let's move to a God question. This okay. one's actually a, a, a good one. How do you find the answer to God's call in your marriage? Hmm. In other words, how do you practice listening to God's voice to you to direct you both? Do you listen for one another or together? There's more questions, but that's that's enough. I can start that one. Yeah, go ahead. You start. Okay, that so one. I think number one, the most important thing I found throughout the years is that. We are individually having a relationship with God because out of that flows everything. Um, So for us, sometimes we've tried reading our Bible together. Tried. And we've done that some till Moses cut the penguins in two. (laughs) That's another story. Anyway. um, (laughs) Okay, I got to tell it. We were young, married. We were trying to be good and read our Bible together. It was late at night. She was tired, and she was reading about Moses cutting a sacrifice in two. And she goes, and he said, no, it was Abraham. And Abraham cut the penguins in two. And I said, what did you just say? (laughs) I probably didn't even realize it. Anyway, um, but, like, we've had some big decisions, as you know. Like, we went, I mean, all, I mean, I mean, YWAM, it was, there's so many big decisions to like, but we just, our most recent one was with YWAM. Yeah. And I think with that, it was a lot of personally, and then we did do times together where we prayed together. Um, but I don't, we're not ones that like pray together every day. Yeah. Um, I think that we both knew at a big level, this was what God was calling us to. And then yeah. I was asking questions like when and how, and, and we never got super clear guidance on that except for the house the house and i was i was praying and i felt what i felt about the house i brought that to troy he goes we do that a lot actually so one of us will come to the other and say something and then will you pray about it and then come back together and then a lot of times we'll pray together um but a lot of times it's in our individual yeah, and I'll just add on one point, and this is for the guys. There was a long period of time in our marriage where I felt like, well, God was going to speak to me about you know, our family or where we were going. And the Lord had really corrected me that that was really more arrogance, that you can't make a biblical case for that God's going to speak to the husband or the father or whatever, that God can talk through <laughs> the children and the dog. Not really. <laughs> Um, and, and, he and, talks. And, yeah, he does talk. Um, or, or the wife or whatever. And so the, God really corrected me and said, that's arrogant. That's just pride. That's not biblical. And so it's biblical to hear God's voice through any of the family members uh, and to be open. I believe it's biblical, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lord could be directing our kids. Yeah. And we could say we need to pay attention to that. 
Now, in our experience, it's probably been one or us. I don't think our kids have truly, oh, heard the Lord and we're going this direction. Uh, maybe in small things. Yeah, I don't I I know, I know. right now. Yeah, so. All right. So that's, that's a great question. Thank you. How do you approach the idea of dying to self for the sake of your spouse? Which areas or habits, etc., were the hardest to give up to let them die? How do you approach the idea of dying to self for the sake of your spouse? Dying to self and then let them die, they said? What, which areas, like did you have to sacrifice or habits or whatever, what were the hardest to give up to let them go, to let them die? To let them die? The habits, the, the things oh, that you oh, need to, okay. to let go like of. Like you die. What did I have to let go of to let you die? Oh, no, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> I was thinking more dying myself. <laughs> Die, no, I like the idea of dying to yourself. Um, Golly, I... True. Uh, okay, so sacrificing... Um, time. Time? Yeah? I think time to myself. Sacrificing time to yourself. Okay, For give myself? You, in a marriage context or in a family context? Is this in a marriage? What's marriage, the, about marriage. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I give you my time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I Which can, is hard sometimes when you just want to do your own thing. Yeah, that, that's, that's that, a good one. I mean, I'm just starting to get the wheels turning. At, yeah, no, that's you, a good one. You give another one. So you guys one, can see I'm really good at this. <laughs> one, of the things wow. that, one of the things that I... Uh, that comes to mind is for the longest time when things were not settled or clear it would cause anxiety in me what so, things uh relational things like how are we doing are we on the, are we good are we on the same page do we think the same way about x or y or and that unknowing would create a lot of anxiety in me and so what i would do is i would pressure you to say, what about this, and what about this, and what about this? And you weren't in a place to decide. You didn't know yourself. Um, you needed time. And I, in earlier marriage, I wouldn't respect that. Mm. I just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, until it was very clear that, okay, go ahead. No, go you know, ahead. No, I, no. <laughs> until I smoked cigarettes. <laughs> and that's when the smoking started. Yeah, no, really. I'm just kidding. The, um, I don't smoke. The, uh, anymore. <laughs> 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 the um, what are we? Where was I talking about? Oh, so what I had to do as a guy in in I was just trying to manage my own anxiety. Like I needed yeah. to sit, take it to God, give you space, mm-hmm. allow allow you to take whatever time you needed, and just love you, and not try to decrease my anxiety because I need an answer. Yeah, and and so that was. A, and I need to really feel like I you're had to really change. doing that, not just like I'm giving you your space now. Yeah, I know. I'm, no, I'm no, I'm not terrible. saying that you do that, but so I mean, well, I've done you that. Stat, yeah, you have I've done totally that before, done that. but you don't do that anymore. And so let's uh, one more question, uh, non-sexual, and then we'll get into another sex question. So we actually got two two questions about decision making. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read them both because they're very similar. Uh, what does it look like for your wife and you to come to a decision? And then the other question is, when you cannot compromise, who makes the final decision? Well, I kind of answered that question before. When we make a decision, it's usually we're 
we talk about it, pray about it individually. Maybe pray, we pray about it together. Yeah. But I think there are times when it's not clear. It's not. Yeah, there are times when it's not clear. Okay, so let's deal with that one. Or there's a, when there's a decision like, like we talked about this earlier, when you want something, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like I want something. I or want whatever. The, yeah. Or you think so. I don't know. You yeah. can explain that. Can. Yeah, so I, I think that there is, um, like... I wish I had a, a concrete example. It's better to use those. Um, okay, forgive me. It's not concrete. So, but that we have had a pattern where I've maybe sensed that the Lord might be leading in a certain direction, and I've wanted Kathy to come beside me saying, "Yes, I totally agree with you." But she comes says, "Sometimes." I have, yeah, sometimes. But she comes along and says, "I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I really don't know." I don't know. I can't give you reassurance. I can't give you anything. And and one of the things that she has helped me with big time is you you have basically said, look, whatever the, this decision is, if you take 100% responsibility for the decision, don't come at me, don't blame me, don't don't mope around, don't, you know, take responsibility for the decision and make it. And let's just, we'll, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've done that with me. And that's helped me kind of grow up as being somebody that's an adult that needs to make decisions about things. Mm-hmm. And that has implications on our marriage or our family or all financially or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's helped, and some of them have been good decisions and some of them have been bad decisions. Yeah. And you can't, I couldn't, I... I didn't want to be forced at times if I didn't know. If I didn't know, I just didn't know. And I think for me, what I was looking for was partner some reassurance. Partner in crime, reassurance <laughs> that really lessened the responsibility on me. Yeah. Which was not the right way. So that's one answer to that question. Been married for 24 years. We have slept in separate bedrooms for five years now due to my snoring. You know, we have not made love since. That's five years. Five years, wow. We aren't as happy, uh, but we are still together. And for our marriage sake and our children's sake, we've stayed together. Our children are 14, and when she graduates from high school and moves out, will our marriage go out the window or go out the door, too? Mm. Well, it's your choice. You 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 have a choice. You can, I feel like, I feel like... Um, you know, you can have sex and then go sleep in your separate bedrooms if you want to be intimate and you got to cultivate the relationship maybe if, if that's what you're wanting. And I feel like there's a, a way to make that work. And look, snoring's an issue. Like it, I don't want to, I snore. And, and I don't want to minimize that. No, but it it's, is. It, but it's not an unsurmountable issue, either medically or even like like she said. You can you can work. Yeah, maybe you could find a way to help with the snoring. It what the question? What what is the exact question? Uh, will our marriage go out the window if we maintain this way when our when our child leaves? That's the question. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know the answer. I'll be honest. I think the marriage is already out the window. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. But it but there's but that, always hope. There's always hope. And you know Yeah, I mean 
Honestly, you, you might could go have sex with your wife tonight, and that could, might could spark something new right then and there. Because sometimes you just need that connection. You just need to do it. Yeah. Screw it. Just do it. <laughs> That's my motto. Because um, if, it, if it goes a long time uh, with yeah. you and I, it, it just is like all these open doors for all this other stuff that kind of gets wedged in between us. Yeah. And it just starts to become unsurmountable. I can't imagine five years. But, no, I can't either. But you know what? With God, there's hope. <laughs> yeah. And there's... I'm guarant- I get, and it really is a simple, uh, you know. I mean, I, I'm, at, I'm guessing if he's asking the question, he. That's not what he wants. He wants his marriage. Yeah. So you got to maybe go after her, big guy. <laughs> Go get her. <laughs> okay, let's let's do another one. This is sort of on the spark side. Mm. Um, so how do you keep the spark? So here's the question. I do have a question on marriage. Though I love my guy so much, this is a woman, seems to be, my marriage seems kind of be blah. Mm. Just growing through the motions every day. I feel like we just exist in each other's lives. What can we do to make to make it a little more sparky and he's just coming home plopping on the couch and waiting for dinner hands up emoji oh so maybe change up the routine maybe rendezvous maybe send him a text and say hey let's meet here and then do something different what do you think Troy how do you keep it sparky we do that we do spontaneous Rendezvous sometimes. I uh, one. I think one thing is there's one way to approach it, which is, hey, like I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Like this relationship is not great. It's not going well. You can have that hard conversation. That yeah. that might kind of push it into, oh, I, I thought this was great, or this is the best I could get. Yeah, guys, please hear this. It only can get better. Like, there's always more that God wants to bring life into your marriage. So don't give up hope. I We've been there when yeah. it's been like, man, like, will this ever, ever get better? Yeah. It really sucks. Yeah, I think we've had oh, yeah, conversations we've had. where it's like, I don't want to be bored. It's boring or let's, we need to. Yeah. Yeah. So what did we, what did we, I think we had the conversation. That's one. Yeah. Changing and routines. Punching it out. Yeah. We've had very, yeah. So we have conversations that always don't go well, too. To be full disclosure, we've been married a long time, but we we have fought and yeah, you know we've we fought. But this is one area I think that we've done spark. pretty good at. In yeah, there's trying been times. To- there's was times. There was times that we had a really hard years of life. So that. And in there was stuff we There's, did, yeah, yeah in, so, in that. But so I think one of the things that I became more self-aware of and more mature and responsible for now is that when I am under stress, it it consumes me, and it affects my relationships with my kids. It affects my relationship with my wife, and that is my responsibility. Nobody's going to take that off of me, and, and it's like I've got to do something with that stress. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't, it doesn't like. I know what you can do with that stress. Exactly. <laughs> so let, let let me help you with that. Hey, let, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Uh, even though it's not a question, I think it's very important. Okay. Um, and that is uh, sex motivations. 
seriously. You know, beyond beyond <laughs> lust okay. and beyond just like I just got, you know, beyond like I just want to do it, right? Oh. I, I think that when I'm under stress, mm-hmm. the, the, the honest answer is I'm under stress. Like I'm not thinking about it. I'm just worried and stressed about something else. When you're under stress, mm-hmm. it, it, it's I like... I do think about it. You do think about it. But and I, so, I'm wired weird. I'm one of those weird women. So um, so I think that... Um, but the, I, I want you guys to hear that because um, whatever your dynamic is, understanding what your dynamic is, um, connecting with your wife is critical to having life in your marriage. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Period. Um, and whatever... Yeah, sometimes when things are bad for us, but we just connect and have sex. I know that's weird because sometimes you can't when you when you're in a bad spot. But there have been times when we pushed through and we had sex and it was like, okay, all better. Yeah, right. I mean, it just is like, oh crap, we just needed that. Like it was just all kinds it's of like things. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a tension breaker. I'll it's just a tension. admit that. So good. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about. Okay. Here's one about kids. All right, here's the question. We're in the middle of um, teen years, which is taking more energy from us than it did in the toddler years. Our son is struggling Mm -hmm. with his grades. There's real drama with a suicidal friend and vaping, and it's draining us. How do you hang on to to who you are as a couple in the middle of all this? And I have to be honest. I mean, our teen years were a breeze. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, number one, I hear what you're saying. Oh, my gosh, I feel that. Um, and, and parents out there, you know, you think your kids need you. They need you when, when they're older too. Sometimes you think, oh, they're, you know, they're going to get older and they know, I feel like teens really need you around somebody around. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's hard with, I'll be, so we, you know, we had our struggles and we, we we stay together as a couple is, Maybe we weren't on the same page, but we would not stay off. We wouldn't stay not on the same page. We somehow get on the same page. We fight for it. We had to fight for it. Sometimes we fought for it. Sometimes and it always comes back to that relationship each of us are having with the Lord. Always. And for us, a lot of it, for me as a mom, I was always reminded, um, I pray for my child um, always directed them, and we talked about what was going on around them. Um, you know, sometimes they don't talk, but and then a lot of times you just say, you know, you you see, you remember those things God has for them, and pray that, and 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 hold on to God's promises. And that that sounds that that was helpful. I mean, it sounds so cliche and stuff, but you see deeper. God can give us an ability, and I mean. He definitely gave me the ability with all Troy and I went through and, and with working with people and even it's to see deeper than the surface, you know, just to see deeper and, and, and the heart of God and, and for your children. Anyway, so it is exhausting. We would fight to stay on the same page. So I'm going to give a kind of unusually practical advice on this one. When we went to church... More often than not, God would redirect my attention to our marriage about things that I was neglecting because of all the drama. It was it happened a lot, and I was like, "Yes, I need to continue to focus in on and and contributing to my marriage." And that's just from showing up at church, hearing a service, and having good worship. And during the worship, God would just be like, "Hey, you need to make this right." Mm-hmm. 
And, I was, and just putting yourself in a context as a family, or at least as a couple, let's just say as a person, like you've got to pursue God. God will help direct where, when things are out of whack and yeah. out of balance. Yeah, it really He did is. it to me over and over. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the thing that I think could sustain us individually than us as a couple and us as a family and just continue to give our kids truth in a world that seems so crazy right now sometimes. Okay, guys, so we're going to wrap up this session with uh, uh, questions. Um, these are very much alike, and I think this one may take a little bit of time. Um, the question is, what was the ultimate low in y'all's marriage, and what was the point of restoration? And one that was just like it, what was the toughest struggle in your marriage? <laughs> the ultimate low. The ultimate low. So, oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. There was more than one. Well, the ultimate low was probably... When we finally got separated. Yeah. That was definitely... Yeah, that was a low. Because leading up to that was a series of lows and... And and many separations. Yeah. We had a few. Yeah. But this was the ultimate, like, two years apart. Yeah. We're gonna We're going to not... This is... We're done. Yeah. Okay, and so, I don't know if your listeners know the whole story. They probably uh, they probably don't know all the details yeah. other than that's what happened. So that's the ultimate low. And we will get into those details maybe one day. Oh, um, boy. Uh, that was the ultimate low. And, and, and I think that how else, I, there needs to be a little bit more said about it. I, I was out of my mind. I was cruel. I was mean. I had mental stability issues that had to be helped with medication mm-hmm. it was bad yeah um and there was a lot of spiritual mess in the middle of all of it and it was very yeah. very hurtful and and sad yeah um but i don't even know how many years ago that was now was i'm trying to think that was nine. 2012 i think is when we got back Ten. together yeah so 2010 2009. yeah so it's been many years since <clears throat> yeah so um, so early forties. Yeah, there's when that, there's you know, a lot and down. how restoration? How wow wow. What Rest, was the point? So the question. Yeah, so that was the toughest struggle. So the question, second question was, what was the point of restoration? What happened? What happened? The truth was re- was brought to light. God brought the truth to light. Yeah. He brought once the once there was light shed on everything. That was going on in darkness and and what was really happening, that was a glimmer of hope. That was when you can finally say, you know, this is this is what's going on. Yeah, and I think that for me it was a point of that that truth brought a lot of humility to me mm-hmm. that I desperately needed because I was like, oh my gosh, I have been wrong and about so many so many so many things and that was definitely god's doing mm-hmm. um, and the truth started bringing healing to me to have the truth revealed because it was something that <clears throat> was happening over and over and i would have to rehash it to let people know the story because there was a pattern there yeah. was there was stuff going on 
that I didn't like doing. And he's saying, oh, you just keep bringing up the past. And it's like, no, it's actually our present. You know, this is actually not gone. Yeah. So that was. Yeah. So I, yeah, at least for the guys out there, um, you know, you may have heard that I'm doing this book, I get into a little bit of that humility journey and what mm-hmm. that was, what the real reality of that was mm-hmm. in that book when I eventually get that thing out. So if you're yeah. interested. Yeah, that's going to be good. It's going to be in there. Yeah. And I mean, for me too, just over the years too, even me, I'm, I'm somebody who's hard on myself or he's had to. <laughs> well, I think, me. so I mean, we're a miracle. <laughs> we're a miracle. We're, we're a miracle couple. Um, I mean, we really are. And what God has done has been a miracle. It is. It is. Because it really felt like it's, it is absolutely beyond hope. And it's still a work in progress. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. It, it is, is still a work in progress. Yeah, it is. It's just we're trying, we do try to love each other and learn how to do that better. Yeah, yeah. And have lots of sex. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's key. It, it's a game changer. And so let's, so just to end, um, so that I think that would be, that's it. That's what we're going to cover. I don't know if we did all the questions, but I think that's, that's enough for, for today. And uh, guys, we're for you. We, are, uh, we should hopefully be a, a, a message of hope to you guys that there is always hope. It may yeah. feel like there's no hope. There is always hope. I know. I feel, it, my, I'm, my heart is a little sad for and broken i know because some people are going through such hard things and like even asking us questions and stuff and some of it is more like they're 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 in bad situations so i mean i wish i could talk to each one honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well but. kathy i thank you for for coming i hope you come back oh i don't know you should come back i don't know it was fun yeah Hey, you hey. let her let her know if she should come yeah. back or not. I, I Troy's been begging me to come on, so but whoop whoop. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. The Kindling Fire has a new YouTube channel called The Kindling Fire. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe today. There are resources there you can get no other way to help you grow through the power of God's Word. These are scriptures that have transformed my life. I'm offering all of it to you so that you can truly go through courses, intentional courses, to get you transformed and moving in a powerful direction for God. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.